Good morning. Welcome to Over the Garden Fence. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center at the corner of Milliman 12th Street. And here he is, the one and only host of Over the Garden Fence, Mr. Andy Waddell. And uh, we were talking about it earlier on, on Birdwatch, Andy. You're, you're going to get a new neighbor here soon. Oh, nice. Yeah, Birdwatch. Somebody's moving in. Somebody's moving in. We're moving somebody out and somebody in. The um, Birdwatch program, which of course is sponsored by Waddell's, uh, is going to be moving from 8 o'clock until 8.30, uh, or 8.30, nice. uh, beginning the first weekend of September, which I believe is the third, the yes. fourth. Fourth? The fourth, okay. So beginning September 4th, Birdwatch will be at 8.30, followed by Over the Garden Fence. Well, so, hey, we welcome him in, and yeah. uh, our, our good friend and uh, Roger Taylor, I uh, enjoy listening Many times, <laughs> a lot of times we're getting ready to come here when he's, yes. but uh, um, that's, it's, I think uh, it's going to be a good matchup too, I think so too. because uh, nothing better than bird and uh, enjoying into, nature and some the of the gardens. things that go along with it. And, and uh, in fact, he, if you'll pardon the pun, uh, did a little cross pollination today oh. uh, as he talked about uh, elderberries, elderberry oh. bushes. You know what? I got. Elderberry on my list of stuff. Today. There you go. And then, yeah. of course, he mentioned my favorite, which is serviceberry. But serviceberry or elderberry, both of them are wonderful for your yard. They're beautiful and they are great for the wildlife, too. So. They do. They do. And uh, heavy in um, one of your best in antioxidants. Mm. So um, elderberry is even better I, than blueberry. I hate to tell you this. The only, the only My connection with elderberry, by mm -hmm. the way, is if you saw the old movie Arsenic and Old Lace, the, <laughs> the, two, the two little old ladies that were in it. Um, they made their homemade elderberry wine. And those who've seen the movie are probably chuckling now because I don't want to give away. You need to see the movie. Just okay. go get the movie. It's a nice black and white. It's beautiful. Uh, Cary Grant. And, oh, it's it's just amazing. But still. Hey. Uh, it's that a, was nice. Roger was talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, good morning. Hey, good morning. And uh, good morning, everybody. And uh, we welcome Roger coming in on the 4th. So uh, nice back-to-back. -back, and uh, you can have your... Two cups of coffee, yes, then you know. You can. So, and uh, I just want to welcome you to Over Garden Fence and uh, being your host. I just wanted to uh, thank you for joining us and uh, being on your dial this morning. Farmer once said, um, "Better make hay while the sun is shining." Well, there's a uh, few times that we had to dodge the clouds this week. I hope you were able to uh, get some stuff done in the yard this week, out in the garden, landscaping, and in the lawn. With a couple of evenings this week off, I was able to get uh, near completion on our back patio, putting finishing touches on the new extension of our living space. Unfortunately, when your focus, Jim, is on one project, you tend to let the other area slack. And it's not on purpose. You don't, you know, but... Cabbage borer or worms got into the cabbage and Brussels sprouts, um, ended up, uh, you know, in your head, have a nice vision of what they're going to come out. You walk out there and it's like, ah, you know, they're just skeletonized. And I was like, oh, bummer. So one shot of triple action uh, made by Fertilome took care of them. And I'll repeat soon, definitely with the heavy rains that we had last night. Which brings me to part of our topic today on Over the Garden Fence, which is water yes the lack of sometimes the too much sometimes and most of the times for a lot of plants just the right amount believe it or not usually when a plant is suffering from water it is 
I'll say, human inflicted. We will get into that in a few minutes for sure. But uh, just making sure on some of the stuff that definitely needs to be done is lawns. Let's look into lawns. Is there a um, area of the lawn that's suffering? Is there weeds that need to be controlled now so then you can get your lawn prepared for fall? Uh, August 15th through October 1st is your best time of the year to put lawns in. And whether it be seed or sod, we can tell you the difference and uh, how one benefits from the other. Definitely um, in shade, Jim, somebody asked the other day, can you put sod in shade? Now, what I'd say is most of the sod that is sold over here on this side of the state is sun-loving. But you could always lay your sod down get it in the shade, and overseed it the same day with like a deluxe shady. That way that sod creates a seed bed and uh, allows that seed to catch hold and uh, can be fed. And as that the bluegrass is thin out, some of the fescues come on. We're talking this week also about spring, pumpkins, squash, melon, cucumber. Those are all... Um, two areas that is really being hit hard with this moisture combination heat and then cool days, uh, moisture like last night for sure. Downy mildew definitely uh, is on a lot of those. The way to describe it is there's almost sectional burnout areas on the foliage of the plant, um, segmented areas of the leaf that's contained or burned out where other parts of the leaf are bright green. Dispose the leaves for sure and use garden foss for taking care of that. This is not powdery mildew. Powdery mildew, you can use Dacanol for that. But powdery mildew right now, Jim, we're on not only pumpkins and squash and melons, but fruit trees and, you know, lilacs and all kinds of things due to this moisture. Have you been pruning? No. Oh, Jim. (laughs) Sorry. That's one area Danielle said, I'm not sure even I, if I, um, I'm, I want to help, but the, the yard seems to be almost taken over with some of the other projects. So I would say if a little list right now, uh, roses, yes, go ahead. Shade trees, yes, they're probably at the moment done um, pushing out their growth, and you could definitely prune now. Fruit trees, I'd pass on. Okay, let the fruit trees harden off, and I'd like to prune them in the early spring, maybe third week in March, 15th of April. Oaks, no, just hold off on oaks. Dead oak or dead branches on oaks, I'd pass on those even. Let's make sure that we're talking about November 15th through about March 15th as far as pruning of any kinds of oaks. Evergreens, let's, again, let's try to get those cleaned up, hemlock, juniper, arborvitaes, pine, and spruce have set some of their growth for next year, but trying to clean out some of those branches like around um, lawnmowers where you can't get up next to the tree, um, sometimes that's really important to uh, um, clean off instead of having it break off. Shrubs. Remember, a lot of plants have already set their buds for next year. Yes, they can be done right now, but just expect a lot less flowers. I would really pass on like azalea and rhododendron just to make sure you're not pruning off all of that flower for next year. Now, Jim, believe it or not, um, 
our uh, editor for a newsletter had, um, which is my sister, uh, put in just what Roger Taylor was talking about this morning, which is a native elderberry that we uh, we were actually in line to carry. We couldn't get it for a couple seasons, and so now we have a nice supply of them. It's a type of elderberry called York. It's a native elderberry that has flowers and berries that are full of antioxidants. They have an exceptionally heavy set and superior black-colored fruit. The white flower and bloom are extremely showy and a mature growth of around six to eight feet. So maybe the next time you're thinking about a um, plant that might be um, a little more <clears throat> sensitive, pick elderberry. It's tough. It'll grow almost anywhere. Jim, you'll see native elderberry growing along the roadside a lot of times. So those are just a couple ideas with some plants um, that's in the nursery. Can you plant elderberry now? You can. You can. Those are, okay. I think, in like a seven-gallon, five-gallon, or seven-gallon. Uh, they're probably in that three-foot size. Uh, they tend to grow fairly quick. We can already tell their growth. So a lot of nice foliage on it. and <clears throat> Just kind of nice to see that elderberry uh really taken off it's a plant that just a few years ago we have ornamental elderberry also okay. um that have uh, burgundy burgundy lace black tower those are varieties that uh do bear but not the fruit as much as the flower all right well we're going to take a quick break and we haven't even announced the numbers yet or the text numbers but we got a text question oh there you and go. i want to mention something that i saw on the parade of homes yesterday that oh. uh somebody uh mentioned Waddell's that they had purchased their trees Five of them oh. <laughs> from you, and uh, they were growing wonderfully in, in her oh, yard. But oh, nice. um, she had like this Kalamazoo version of the Garden of Eden. Oh. Just flowers, vegetables everywhere. It's beautiful. So I'm going to tell you where the house is so that when you get to the house to look at the house, you can look next door and go, wow, <laughs> you know, the garden too. But uh, 3824280. You bet. 877-3824280. Or, as this person has done, text it in at 80373. And we will get to that question next on Over the Garden Fence on 590 FM. WKZL. There's a type of abuse going on you may not be aware of. This abuse may be happening in your neighbor's house or, worse yet, your own. It's plant abuse. Be proactive and stop plant abuse in its tracks by getting the advice and products they need from Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Plants feel loved when you give them a summer feeding. Your annual flowers in pots and perennials in garden beds will need Fertilome Premium Bedding Plant Food, which will last about 30 days during the growing season. House plants could use a feeding of easy-to-use Schultz Plant Food Plus. Just seven drops makes a whole quart of quality house plant food. Even your grass would appreciate some TLC. Fertilome Lawn Food Plus Iron is the perfect meal for summer-stressed lawns. How else can you prevent plant abuse? Watch them carefully for evidence of insects or disease. If you have questions, you could always bring in some leaves or soil from an affected plant or area to get expert advice from the plant doctors at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. You can shop anytime at Waddell's.com. And back to Over the Garden Fence here on 590-1069 FM, WKZO, WKZO News Time 918. 382-4280, 877-382-4280, or as this nice person has done, text in at 80373, and you can talk to Andy. Andy, here's the question. Mm -hmm. I have horseweed 
mm-hmm. invading part of my lawn. How do I get rid of it? This is the weed that has had fine leaves. Oh, yeah. So now I know what I would do, but it involves dynamite and probably having to buy some sod. <laughs> and that's not that's not the way to do things. So what would you do with, you uh, with the horse weed? So there is a product, again, <clears throat> just recently introduced, made by Fertilone. We did try it out at a client's house, and it was almost like spring in a field that was uh, so overwhelmed with uh, with wild bittersweet it had gone crazy and uh, it is called decimate and it's That's a good a, name it is it is mixed with spreader sticker and if you don't want lawn in there I would use that and then believe it or not later that summer we were able to plant a wildflower area and native area where the deer can come in and got rid of a lot of that bittersweet, which is uh, uh, extremely invasive that there's good and bad varieties of bittersweet, definitely. If it is in a lawn and we want to not kill the lawn, it will take a couple applications. But weed-free zone, again, the key thing, we just talked about that foliage being fine leaf easy to roll off um, a lot of times weed killers are all liquid and they tend to roll off so that's why we definitely say to make a green thumb and have things work use a spreader sticker with it it's an oil base it's a surfactant that allows uh, it to stick to foliage somebody says sometimes well I can use dish soap but dish soap also can magnify so sometimes that's where you get burn on using something like um, that instead of a spreader sticker. Okay, so if, you, if you're if you not concerned with the lawn going, then you would use Decimate and spreader sticker. If you do, if you have concerns about your lawn staying put, then you use the weed-free the zone, weed-free zone and, and spreader sticker. Probably a couple, couple two or three applications because okay. you'll probably see first initial kill, and those roots are very aggressive. They'll mm-hmm. probably have additional. I know that there's other... Uh, chemicals that I won't list that um, will it'll just laugh at. Yeah. So just like poison ivy, I know sometimes Roundup um, kills all. Will definitely take care of poison ivy, but just on the top, its roots will just kind of go underneath and go another oh, we'll area and come back else. out. That's why you end up using poison ivy killer, yes. the item that just is meant just for that. And um, <clears throat> we'll go to. Uh, Hopefully I helped on that horse horse weed for sure. On poison ivy, I'll say for two minutes, a lot of times you don't even know that it's in your hands weeding until it's too late. Then, just like Jim's doing, get his finger in his eye, then you end Mm -hmm. up, you know, a bug, you you have no idea, and next thing you know. So my thoughts are scope out the area first if you're going to dive into a weeding project there's been many birds that might have dropped droppings and that's how it comes into a yard Uh, it's very easily to control but it can easily get out of hand most of our landscape maintenance crew has had poison ivy this summer so just um you know weeder beware as they're going through if there's an area avoid it right now um, if you can, if it's small, dig it up and throw it in a bag and actually destroy it. And don't throw it in your compost pile for and sure. Wear, wear gloves. Wear gloves. And goggles if you you know need be. <laughs> if it, um, you know, <clears throat> I've seen where people have burned and not even known, and the next door neighbor gets it because yes. of the because uh, of the smoke. Yeah. Same thing with poison ivy. It is just like the last couple of weeks has been all those ground bees. 
Um, mm-hmm. You're digging. You're all of a sudden you don't even know what's hit you, and they're all over your face. And I know uh, a couple, two or three crew members have gotten it, and uh, 38 plus is something. Again, leave the area if that happens. I'm sorry about the stings. Um, there is uh, an item that then you can come back in the evening when that um, nest cools down or the uh, activity cools down and you can pour 38 plus mixed with water as a soil drench down on that area. <clears throat> okay. I was um, going to take a quick break here in a second, but I wanted to mention to you, um, I we did a remote yesterday at one of the parade of homes for the uh, uh, Homeless yeah. Association, which is started yesterday and now we'll go for a week or so. And we were at, I'm going to mention the number, just so you know, home home number nine, which is on East Long Lake Drive. Okay. Beautiful house, Jim Roberts Construction, nice. Magnuson Building Design. Uh, it's a beautiful home. But across the street and next door is like the Portage version of the Garden of Eden. This This lady has got a gorgeous flower slash vegetable garden all the way nice. around her house oh, and yeah. she was nice enough to come over and give me a tour well one of the things she mentioned was she is and i can't remember the name of the tree <laughs> had france in it i think was it blooming right now it, i think so fringe tree was fringe? it a fringe tree okay well anyway she bought five of them from you hmm. they look gorgeous oh, um you. so i you know and she had mentioned she had been to waddell's a few times so um if you go to house number nine on long lake drive Take a look at the next door neighbor and and the lady who's there. She owns they own both houses, so just across the street where you're going to park, mm-hmm. and uh, the other house next door, and look at the the flower gardens that she has is just amazing. Now you got to make sure that as long as you're at number nine, enjoy the beauty of number nine too. Yes, yes, please home do. Builders have the home builders that work very hard. The and house the, is gorgeous. Yeah, and the and landscaping. It's right, it's right on the lake, and it was one of the. Um, she told me, no, she told me that, um, Jim Roberts, who owned Jim Roberts construction passed away in April, but when they were planning the house, he had to put like four feet of dirt to bring it up because it was a, it was kind of a a slope in. So, and it's right on the lake. So So, it's right where the roller rink was. Close, very close. Uh-huh. I think it's about maybe a mile, yeah. maybe a mile and a half away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was familiar territory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I the drove, roller rink I know I drove has past, been. I drove past the place where the roller rink yeah. was. So, but it's if you go out to number nine, you will see just from the road. You can see just what kind of care this this uh, lady. I believe her name was Deborah. She puts into this. It's amazing. Well, when we come back. <gasps> Just like Long Lake and a lot of other lakes, there has been a lot of issues with drainage, and we'll just yes. talk about water just a, right. a few minutes for sure. And I, and I will quote a person who used to be on KZO, and it's Greg Crawford. Mm-hmm. Water goes where it wants to go. Mm-hmm. So we're probably going to learn all about that. Water don't lie. No, it nope. doesn't. <laughs> we'll be right back with Over the Garden Fence on 590-1069 FM WKZO. Want to know how you can have loads of blooms in your landscape without spending loads of time taking care of the plants? The plant experts at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center have dozens and dozens of Easy Care hydrangea shrubs for summer and autumn color. And they're all 25% off while they last. Their lavender bloomstruck is a great combination of beauty and hardiness. They're disease resistant as well as having above average heat tolerance. Or how about the new fuchsia glow hydrangea with bright fuchsia blooms all summer or the little lime and watch its light green blooms turn pink and burgundy in the fall. There's also the bobo with prolific white blooms, easy to grow even in full sun. Or for a real showstopper, get summer crush hydrangeas with their hot pink blooms or the blue jangles for extra large blue blooms. 
Not sure what to plant in your outdoor living space? The experts at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center will help you choose the plants for your yard. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. Shop online anytime at waddells.com. And we're back to Over the Garden Fence here on 591069 FM WKZL. Again, 382-4280-877-382-4280. Or, as we had this morning, you can text your question into 80373. Andy, we're going to talk about water. I love Let it. Let me ask you a question about water. Mm-hmm. And this, this has to do with um, hydro seeding. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, because this house that we I went to yesterday, they the landscapers came in and hydro seeded, mm-hmm. and you could tell. And you know it's supposed to take I think between seven and ten days, and you can see some of the grass already coming sure. up. Nice. Do you need to determine how high the water table is in your area before you decide to use hydro seeding or anything like that? Oh, not necessarily. I, I'd say grass, um, just like what we're going to talk about. Grass can drown. Okay. okay, and um, if if you have it where it's soggy all the time, it might be where you might either have to build up or choose another item. There's many times, uh, uh, say out in Vicksburg, at Angels Crossings, mm-hmm. we've looked a couple, two or three times at homes that have just been built around the water that are having some of those springs are back up in the lawn. And so it can be quite an issue as far as having year-round water in a lawn. That's where you might have to decide on, um, should I put lawn? Should I put in something native in there and avoid that? And definitely everybody wants that lawn right up to the water. Mm -hmm. You build it up. A lot of times what you're building up is almost false. You know, it's soil that's been brought in. Yes, um, that's where that nurturing comes into play for sure. Okay. So um, we were going to talk about water. Yeah, uh, Michigan is a, a sometimes a drinking state yes. with a water problem. Yeah, <laughs> common paraphernalia such as T-shirts and butter, um, bumper stickers um, sometimes are available for tourist destinations that read like uh, Frankfurt is a drinking town with a boating problem. Yes, you know, and uh, Michigan is virtually surrounded by and the abundance of fresh water, which tourists and locals just. We cherish a lot of people come for our fresh water. And <clears throat> gratefully, no sharks or barracudas. No. And um, with 3,288 miles of shoreline, it possesses the most uh, shoreline of any state in the U- U.S. But I will say um, all life on planet Earth requires water. The environment affects interconnectedness of water and plants. And with the respect to plants, excess water or the lack of, therefore, can affect plants accurately in a uh, acutely and is in drought or flooding. Other various maladies of the befall of plants, disease agents are most dependent upon water, not for their own survival, but their ability to attack the plants. So a lot of times we don't talk about the education, I think, upon plant health and how to benefit it. Pathogen disease love to have plants that are wet constantly. Uh, Fungi can grow very easily on wet plants. For example, we're having problems not even growing and selling Colorado blue spruce, for Mm -hmm. an example. Foliar diseases depend on a certain amount of leaf wetness to support their ability to spread and infect leaf problems. Fungal diseases would not even occur in Michigan other than as wetness 
as what happens on a yearly basis. We cannot obviously uh, do much about precipitation, which is the vital of well-being trees and other landscape plants in our natural areas, woodlands and forests. But many problem plants we usually encounter can be attributed to human. Excess water, excess irrigation is most cases the example. Got to have a green lawn. A lot of times the trees are the ones that suffer. A lot of times the tree is left when the new home is built. The new soil is dragged around the tree trying to put a new lawn in. A lot of times that tree then sits there and year after year, where does the, hmm, where does the excavator part? Would he park in the heat of the day or would he park over in the shade? So all your equipment, a lot of times, Jim, used to be parked in the shade under the trees, thus compacting all those roots. A lot of times now, we had a caller come in and I see, but a lot of times now you'll see that um, good trees are fenced off at a landscape job so their drip line and then 10 feet out are not bothered in that way. Yes, that equipment is nicer in the shade, but it really hurts the plant. Drought and stress for starters. Trees may exhibit a variety of responses to drought or heat stress. Leaf scorch is a very common symptom. Another one is called leaf drop. Parking lot islands in May during a drought when without irrigation, for example, linden had completely dropped its leaves and actually appeared dead. While the other linden um, in the parking lot island showed extreme leaf scorch. However, both trees recovered the following year just fine. Another example, a large oak dropping its leaves in late June and July mimicked oak wilt. But as you found out later on, it was just heavily scorched from 90 plus degree weather we had in may the tree could not take it it had to drop some of its leaves the tree recovered very nicely and sometimes looking into the tree you'll see it's doing fine another area is called wet wilt and jim that's what we find most here in kalamazoo Wet wilt, many people cannot believe their plants can wilt and suffer drought system, symptoms while their roots are immersed in water. The reality, roots need oxygen and soil to be able to absorb water. And I will stop right there because we had a, um, a job one time, Jim, that um, <clears throat> we did not plant the first group of trees. Mm -hmm. It is within two miles from here. Wow. So there's 18 trees to be replaced. Wow. On day one, the crew went out and yanked all the trees, okay? No rain whatsoever. The day two, we went back to plant all the trees, and all the holes were filled to the top with water. <laughs> Those trees were sitting in water. As we walked around the new condominiums, the lawn just kept going squish, squish, squish. And what was happening? There was irrigation running as we were working. Oh. So what will, the way to identify it, sometimes when it's drought, you can take a leaf structure, Jim, and crunch it in your hands. It sounds like a potato chip, okay? Wet wilts usually has a brown cast, and a lot of times that leaf is still what we call pliable and easy to mash in your hands and release. So just making sure you know the difference. Is there a question on your irrigation? We like to say trees like one inch a week. 
having a plant watered every day, I would highly suggest not to because the plant or your lawn gets lazy. Why would I work my roots deep if I get water every day on the surface? Sometimes when I visit the site, I'll see that these are some of the main problems. Irrigation that is water that's draining from the landscaping out onto the driveway. A job that we've been recently doing in Jackson, a lot of the plants are almost floating because there is so poor um, drainage. As the area and the ewes were all being eaten by the deer, people were wondering what was happening at the job site. We pulled one of the ewes out, and you could just hear the suction of the wow. plant as you were pulling it out. If rodent, next item is Phytophthora. If rhododendrons can survive this wet wilt syndrome, they will likely contact Phytophthora root rot, which is the most common uh, problem to rhododendron. Root rot, cholera, and stem rot can happen easily to rhododendron and azalea and actually can almost be called water mold because the attack on plants is favored and to abundant excess and moisture. I would recommend that irrigation never be allowed to strike a tree on their trunks. A lot of times, day after day after day, you're going to see the plant suffer. Sometimes the plant below a gem, like the pachysander or the ivy and myrtle, just rots out because it's just too much moisture. How to correct this situation? For starters, a rain gauge really tells a lot. Put a rain gauge in your yard. What are you actually watering as you're doing your irrigation? Should you limit that? Should you have a irrigation company come out and review how maybe some new heads could be put in to avoid hitting trees directly? Could you put on, because <clears throat> there's a, a blight of juniper too, Jim, that is just like rhododendron. And it browns out, um, it kills the plant. A lot of times people see that it is a lack of water, so they water more. And the, <clears throat> the blight that gets on junipers can very easily be changed by changing water patterning habits immediately. Fungicide every 10 days, and actually junipers recover. If you see junipers growing native, they're growing over in the sand dunes along Lake Michigan. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> There's just a few ideas, you know, maybe um, looking like on Long Lake. I know at a lot of lakes, a lot of drain pipe is used. Sock drain pipe, creating reservoirs, um, rain gardens or swales that you allow that water to get out of that area of that tree. Putting in the right plants that will take that. Providing French drains where they needed to run the water off some of those trees and or plant the trees high there's a way to plant the trees properly if there's a water table issue so all right <clears throat> and we can help you through that cool all right well let's take a quick break and we'll get ready to wrap up this edition of over the garden fence here on 590 106.9 fm wkzo full of eye-catching blooms with plants from Woodell's nursery florist and garden center Woodell's is where you'll find the largest selection around of annuals perennials shrubs and more be sure to take a stroll through the perennial selection where you'll find more than 500 varieties of perennials to choose from. Hardy hibiscus are just starting to bloom. You'll love their huge dinner plate sized flowers. Echinaceas are easy to grow and have long lasting blooms in several shades of pink, red, orange, yellow, and gold. This week a wide variety of succulent planters are 25% off. 
Rose bushes are also 25% off, including some easy care choices you'll want to check out, including Easy Elegance Pink and Easy Elegance Red Shrub Roses. Rogers Daylilies are also on sale this week too. They're easy to grow. Flowers come in many unique colors and are yours for just $8.99. You save $2 on each plant. No matter what you plant, Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center is everything a gardener's heart desires. Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millen and 12th Streets. Shop anytime at Woodell's.com. 590-1069 FM, WKZL, in the home stretch for this edition of Over the Garden Fence. And I, we were talking off air. We had, one of these days, we're going to have to make a CD of what we talk about off the air. Because <laughs> it's probably just as entertaining. Um, we And this is something that we, we have um, sunflowers in our yard. But mm-hmm. they're not this. I don't think they're the sunflower seed sunflowers. Um, but I, I have seen those, mm-hmm. you know, where you, you, you have the, the sunflower seeds and, um, you know, they're so good and everything. And they're so easy to plant. And yes. we uh, missed our boat this year, but last year we planted them. I was so impressed with the plant. They came up super fast, nice big heads. And, you know, this year is the year of the sunflower. Yes. Um, birds love the seeds from the bright, beautiful flowers, and we can enjoy them too. So instead of maybe doing more diagnosis and sometimes on drainage and some of the things you need to bring in pictures or identify, maybe we need to have a designer come out and look. Maybe we could do something fun for the last five minutes. All right. And have you ever roasted your own sunflower seeds? No. No, I have have not not either. So uh, uh, Terry had put in some instructions on how to uh, get them going so you can eat them yourself. So once the flowers are pollinated, you notice seeds forming, cover the flower head with fabric like cheesecloth or lingerie bag to provide ventilation, but to keep the birds and squirrels out. So that's number one. I did not even know. So number two, harvest the seeds after petals have wilted. And then when the back of the flower head is dried and turned brown, about four weeks after the flower has been pollinated, you'll notice the seeds ripen outside of the flower First, number three, hang the flower heads in a cool, dry indoor for three to four weeks. Release the seeds from the heads by pulling the seed head apart and working seeds free with your fingers, which I've done before. I remember um, um, Harley or Grandpa would have us clean those up. And so store your sunflower seeds in a sealed container um, in a dry area or in the refrigerator or the freezer. So when you're getting ready for the day, spread the sunflower seeds in a single layer on a cookie sheet or in a shallow pan at 300 degrees for 30 to 40 minutes Hmm. until golden brown, stirring occasionally. The seeds will develop a small crack down the center as they roast. Taste a few seeds to make sure they are completely roasted. Flavoring can be added by mixing in a teaspoon of melted butter with the seeds um, as they are still warm in the oven and sprinkle with desired seasonings such as barbecue, taco, or ranch. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I sometimes I can munch those in yes. a football game and realize that the whole bag's gone. <laughs> You're talking about you know putting butter on them? Yeah. Someone told me that the best thing to use are those spray bottles of butter that you use on your corn. Oh, yeah. Because then you don't have to worry about melting the butter or, you know, it's an even, you know, spread. Tidbits from Jim here. The spreader sticker of food. 
Yeah. So to speak. <laughs> we're, for what is worth. <laughs> my younger boy doesn't care for butter at the moment. And we were asking him why. And then we we said after about one minute, well, no, no, it's okay. You don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have just to. Just thought we'd ask, you know. <laughs> um, so, uh, again, you know, we're one thing. This, I, well, I'll ask this and see if we can get a quick answer to it. But we've, we've talked about aerating your lawn, thatching mm-hmm. it, the things like this. How close to a tree can you, can you thatch your lawn? Can yep. you run the aerator? Can you go right up to the trunk or should you stay outside the drip line? You know what? I'd say if it's a brand new tree, I might stay two or three feet away from it. But if you've got established roots, Ashley, Jim, you might be benefiting the tree just by putting aeration in the lawn. Oh, okay. And so am I asking you to spike the actual big root itself and have the aerator go on top of it? No. But if, if you can work around that tree, if you have that many roots too, Jim, think about out in the sun, sunny mix, city mix, supreme blend, and the shade, convert over to deluxe shady because that will take 75 to 90% shade and do so much better. There we go. Or 100% shade. Maybe do your aeration and think about, should I put in ground cover? All right. Gypsum, gypsum to loosen the lawn. You know, is that an area should I put in in full of hostas to uh, benefit the plant and not worry about lawn? So things right. that can be done for sure on the on the aeration coming up for cool. sure lawns. You want to do this again next week? I love it. All thanks, right. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks for joining us Listen for in. Over the Garden Fence. We'll be back next Saturday after 9 a.m. for Over the Garden Fence. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center at the corner of 12th Street and Millam Road.